Hello. First off, I would like to thank the press for coming today. I know they're pretty familiar with me, but for those of you at home who are not, I am Adrian Malik. Yes, that Adrian Malik. The one that you've heard about in the news. The guy who's the head of the new Kieran Collective. Ten years ago, our city suffered the worst blow it had ever taken. And shortly before that, I took the worst one that I had ever known. When my father was killed in his home by some random thugs, I didn't think that my life could get any worse that day. And then almost a year later, I looked to the skies to see other planes seeping into our own. The same ones that hang in the sky now. And while we have made peace with that, even opening embassies to the Feywild and the Shadowfell, hell, even the Nine Hells themselves, that does not change the fear that we felt that day. On the day that my father died, and on the day that our reality almost ended, I prayed to the gods, as many did. We heard no answers. It's not that they had abandoned us. No. They were too afraid to act. Our gods were too afraid. We thought them protectors, but we know now that they are liabilities at best. You may have read about my work, Project Yellow King, how I am reaching too far that I want the power of the gods. I want to say this right now, that I do not want to be a god. I want to build a god. One who will protect us without fail. One who is loyal to us and not their own petty whims. One who can keep us from feeling as afraid as we all did ten years ago. Okay, okay, okay. So, Sierra is smart enough to know that he cannot just punch a 500-pound ruby in twain. Um, but he does have special monk powers. Is there a special monk power I'm not thinking about here? Uh, there's not one uh, specifically. Like, there's not, there's not like a Ben Bars kind of move here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm essentially thinking that... 
one, the dive, um, the dive, uh, the acceleration of the dive is going to put a whole lot of effort behind it. Okay. Two, he does have the brass knuckles to at least provide a point of impact. Okay. Uh, and three, he's not expecting to survive this. Okay. What? Are you telling O? Are you telling Odo and I what you're going to do? Because they have like weapons too. Right. Um, I don't know how Odo can sneak attack a heart. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that they could do anything. Uh, like, Seer doesn't even. Ice pretty strong. Seer doesn't even know that this will do anything. But mm-hmm. like his his the way his brain is thinking right now is, um, wait until the magic looks like it's done what it's supposed to do and then break the heart so it stops continuing to siphon life. Okay. Okay. Um. Basically, before he flies up, he's gonna, like, lock eyes with I and, like, nod and then fly. I will cock an eyebrow nod back. Uh, <laughs> like okay what <laughs> All right, bird's gonna bird I guess uh, um, so yeah uh, back to heart team team um, heart team heart the the things are getting the memories are still playing forward, um, and you guys move forward up until, like, the moment, um, that, like, feels familiar, um, because you've seen sort of a version of it before, um, where, like, you're on a battlefield, uh, and there's, like, a big, horrible-looking monster that's Orcus, um, more or less locked in combat with a uh, Paylor. Um, you're viewing this from a much different angle than you did last time, uh, where you're with the rest of the, like the gods. Uh, so there's Ions there. Um, the uh, like Earthus is there, Mirrodin's there. Um, you know. Er- the, the the name or not the name of some other um sadly it's not there um but uh uh the raven queen she's there uh and she is like concentrating uh and uh looks very like is trying very hard to try and hold something open uh, you guys know that, like, she was part of this, like, it was her sort of channeling the the energy that's going to be coming when uh, Paylor was supposed to die into, like, you know, creating the veil. Um, and uh, all of the gods, last time you saw them, they were, like, patiently sitting in a living room like it was, like, a hospital waiting room. Uh but this is like an actual real memory and they're all sitting there just like battered. Uh, it decidedly looks like this is like, this was no longer plan A. 
like the veil was not supposed to be plan a they were going to try and find it out uh but it's not working um and so they've gone to plan b which was the veil um and like uh zariel's sitting there with like ayun like sword shoved into the ground like arm around like zariel is like the raven queen is it's like concentrating holding on to this energy um and cora mhm give me one last wisdom saving throw um and you can do saving it saving throw or a check um i don't know there is there a difference yes yeah. whatever one's higher it's a saving throw which scares me um, seventeen. Uh, do so with advantage because you have all your friends here helping. Oh God! So a seventeen wasn't enough. Well, you might get higher. Twenty-four. There you Yay. go. Yay! <laughs> a seventeen wasn't enough. A seventeen was enough, but twenty-four is better. Okay. Okay. Like, so it come the spell finally sort of like comes like fully realized into your head um the idea is that you can use like the idea is like the the sort of the flash of energy the like burst of energy from like a living thing uh like as it like as it dies right the, that last burst of living energy um can be harnessed and pushed forward and used and manipulated um you know uh you know now how you can manipulate because you've seen what the heart can do or you kind of know what the heart can do and it's weird because you're in this space with tessa who has more knowledge about the heart and it's seemingly like you have uh that same knowledge that tessa does and from the outside uh i think uh, Seer from his hovering position and like Odo and I, uh, I can see that like that symbol of like Ayun just like full ablaze on your forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, though in this weird mind space, not necessarily so much. Um, and you know what to do with this energy. Uh, and you know that you can like refocus it to, to like un- Bind this plane of existence with the Harthrotep's, move them away from each other, close this tear, uh, as it were. Um, and I guess you have this knowledge, and Tessa probably told it to you, but Tessa has this knowledge, so you have this knowledge. Um, that, like, once that tear is closed, that connection should take like Naharthrotep with it either depower him like he is that energy and that energy is him uh, he's like a manifestation of it it's very you know it's it's odd because he's not a creature from this reality so he doesn't necessarily work in the same way and without a tether to the energy that makes him him uh he is not going to be able to manifest properly uh Frankly, at this point, the same thing is true about the Nameless Mother. She spent 
to she, when she arrived there after the entire incident that happened uh with the creation of the veil when she died uh but did not die properly and didn't transubstantiate in a way because the gods don't die um she ended up kind of shunted out of this reality and into that one uh and would have probably still just died except deities are different and they feed off of energy and she is as much of that place as he is so she's going to be undone by closing the rift as well uh but but the key factor here is that kind of starburst of energy uh from like a creature being like you know from something losing its life and then being amplified uh by the heart do we all know this oh go ahead sorry oh yeah uh i mean you're in a weird space where everybody is kind of up in everybody's thoughts you're in you're in Korra's mind palace so and so that extra spark that is needed to kill it is also taking the nameless mother down with it basically yeah my understanding they're tied together you kill if you can stop Narthotep you stop her too but it's still I mean she doesn't count though she doesn't count for the death she's not touching this heart also she's not about to die (laughs) I said when a thing like when something living dies not just her okay Uh, you get a bigger reaction the bigger the thing is but you have this heart, which is the amplifier, which is kind of making up the difference for you. Because you have, you also have all of Wyatt's knowledge about the heart. So you now know more about the heart than you've ever known in your whole life. <laughs> um, hold on one second. Ah, shit. I don't have my list of fourth spells. There we go. So... Is my guardian living? <laughs> You're in. So as you are currently inside your own head, um, time is stretching on in a weird place because, like, you guys are all in a weird hive mind space. Uh, like, fifteen seconds has passed. <laughs> Can we communicate with each other? Yeah. Let it be me. I mean, I'm trying to find out if my uh, guardian of faith counts as a living thing. It, it does not. It's a construct. You're a construct, aren't we all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let it be me. No. Of all the people here, it should be me. Why? I mean, he did start it. I dis. I have. Tri- I disagree. I have. Let him talk. I have, I have tried over and over to save this world, to save people. It's what I do, and I have fucked it up at every turn. I've cheated death. It's time. Just let me do this. I shouldn't even be alive now. Let me take this step. What? I've got nothing when this is all over. Uh, I think what Wyatt, I think Wyatt, like, listen, if we're talking about people who have cheated death, 
you're in a bad company with the four of us <laughs> or with the five of us. Right. <laughs> like there's got to be another way. I mean, I'm trying to think of a loophole. Uh, do you have, what about you, Zero? <laughs> do you want to step in, do you want to volunteer to jump into the pit too? <laughs> well, I mean, like, it wasn't supposed to exist in the first place. I feel like it would be okay. Oh, I don't, listen, uh, says, I guess White again, White's me, I guess, in this scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, white is like, uh, no one's supposed to exist. Like, like we all we all just get made. Like, y- yeah, sure, you had a different sort of trajectory toward that thing, but like, we all everybody just kind of comes into existence and has to make do with what we get. Like. You're no different, like, you know, not, I'm not trying to belittle your, your, you or anything like that, but like, you know, you have it, like, you're supposed to exist as much as I'm supposed to exist, as much as she's supposed to exist, as much as this whole fucking bullshit is existing, so. I was made for this. Like, this is my purpose. Everybody, take your hands off. We can't, actually, but... (laughs) We're stuck. Uh, I kind of do a thing, but I don't know if it'll really work or not. Pitch me. Um, I have a flashback. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we all have those, don't we? <laughs> What's well, your yeah, flashback? I have, I have a free Zero one. Zero specifically has one. Um, yeah. So what I was thinking is when I went down to help uh, Seer and Wyatt get the heart. I stayed behind after they left. And I want to talk to Timotophicles. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so you've got the, yeah, you always have that sword. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> excuse, sorry, give me just one moment. I was not expecting <laughs> to fall into this accent. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Ryan, could you do every weird character voice you've ever had to do before? Um, I'd like Enix listen, to be here. It's I'm the sorry, one NPC Brian. who hasn't shown up yet, so. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't, sorry, I'm just trying to laugh. I'm just... Well, hello there, child. I did not expect you to be appearing today. What is, uh, what are you calling on me for? You know the world's ending. I'm very aware of the world. I'm worldly, you might say. Mm. So, if the world ends, you end with it. And I end, and everything does. So... I mean, my my goal is that you brave souls will be able to, you know, prevent that from happening. I've right. already spoken with your more avian-inclined friend. Uh. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I was hoping you could help 
me in exchange for agreeing to your previous terms. Hmm. I may need to modify my terms just slightly because revelations have come to the forefront in the meantime about Name my your initial plans. Huh? Oh Name your God. price. Oh, God. Oh, my well, God. Uh, let's just say, you make me your offer, and I'll, I'll make a counter one. Okay, so side note here really mm-hmm. quick. So, the heart can... Uh, can stop this from happening like but somebody has to die that that's the basic yes. gist yes all right i want you to provide me with extra life force you mean uh a get out of like i'm uh, I, I, all right brian's a little confused <laughs> basically like um, kind of like almost like a second me. <laughs> okay, like an extra life or a clone? Uh, like an extra life. Okay. Like a resurrection? I mean, since Zero was made, in theory, like you just fix the parts that are broken and we have the recipe for Zero. You guys got rid of all the other Zeros. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But Zero um, did. <laughs> um, they didn't need um, to exist. <laughs> We've been th- the, uh, I think Timotophocles, um, considers this like, I may be able to do something for you, child. The, it will not be as clean, uh, as your, as you would from uh, more divine being. I am quite divine, but I am not of the divine. Um, no one, no, okay. You know what? Fuck all y'all. I thought that was a good joke. The, uh, (laughs) um, the, This will be more. This contract will be more binding than that that I had with the soul's previous owner. You understand that, correct? I'm ready to take that. Well then, Miss Zero, it is good to be in business with you. And I guess go ahead and take two stress. I don't have to take stress. It was a free. It was a free flashback. Remember, you gave me a free flashback. Oh, fuck, I did, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I've been saving it for that specific reason. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking slow clap. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I've been waiting for the end for a while, damn it. <laughs> oh, my Hello, God. I would like you to make me... A zombie vampire. <laughs> Revenant, actually, but um But none of us know this. Unless Zero says something well, right now. Yeah. Guys, I need you to let me take this one. Just trust me. I've got an out. 
you're going to have to be more specific. I have a get out of death free card. <laughs> let me let me take this. Assuming you're right, the logic all checks out. Weirder things have I, happened. Like, I don't. I think. I think. Like you see, Wyatt is like white. Like I think Wyatt's in almost the same place as as Tessa is. Just like, like. There's so much math going on in his head right now, and there's so much math going on in all of y'all's heads now. Like you can. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. We've got to do it. Let's just do it. Just. Yeah. I, I think you, you guys kind of are as why it's coming to the conclusion. It's like I think it. It. D- yeah. 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 And you get like, Glenn's like, Wait, we're gonna die if you say yeah one more time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everyone dies. I said yep. Uh, <laughs> um. Why it's why it kind of like looks at Tessa and is like, I think she can do it, Tessa. Zero fuck if you don't. Fine, fine, fine. Be the. Why are all my friends such weirdos? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's just do the job. Zero. Also, hey, logistical question. Uh, what's keeping me from just resurrecting the person who dies? Uh, there's no... They, this consumes them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You have to have, like, a spirit to come back, and it consumes the energy of a person. One would assume, this, like, okay. the spirit, the soul, all of that jazz is tied up in that. Uh, it would, like, frankly, like, the Nameless Mother would have probably been nothing, but gods are gods are different from people, you know what I mean? They're as much of a concept as they are a physical thing. So, um... Okay. But, yeah. It would just be a body with no soul. You can make a zombie, though. Um... (laughs) Hard, weird turn for... I think Zero already did. Um, so Zero, make... (laughs) Yep. ...me... ...a... ...resistance roll... Uh, using your constitution? I don't know. Fuck, I don't know what I'm trying to do here. Um, it kind of sounds like, well, maybe wisdom. Wisdom, yeah. Or whatever. You, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever you want to. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's your death. Like, you do you. Okay, what am I rolling for? Okay, so roll. Whatever um, all right. Tell me which stat you want to use. And uh, what? Higher is still better. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Intelligence would... Well, actually, dexterity would be best. <laughs> uh, intelligence, you would have... Like, what's your modifier before your proficiency? Modifier before my proficiency is a two. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, so let's go with intelligence, because this feels like you... I Honestly, intelligence feels like the most appropriate, because God, you outsmarted me. So, <laughs> I was uh, thinking about this at the beginning of the day, and I was just like, I wonder if this will go this way. I hope this goes this way. <laughs> and good it job. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so roll 2d6. Take the highest. Take the highest. Six. That's my girl. <laughs> um, so I think the what happens is Zero in this like mind space. Zero says like let me do it, and everybody sort of like comes to conclusion. Let let Zero do it. The heart like materializes inside of this kind of nebulous space that you guys are in. Um, Zero, you walk forward and you place your hand on the heart um and everything in this scene whites out outside um Nahartotep seem is seemingly like Nahartotep has like there's still like a form of what Nahartotep was there but like it's melted and it's become like way more gooey and tendrily and it's like wrapping around like, the Nameless Mother, like, there's a tendril, like, wrapping around her throat. And she's having a bad time. And frankly, it looks like she's going to lose um, if this continues on. Um, but the heart starts beating faster, uh, like, pulsing faster and faster and faster. Um, and, like, this crimson energy, like, pushes out from it Um and you guys are a little bit further away from, or you guys are a little bit closer to your end of the wall than the the two fighting gods are. Um, so this mm-hmm. crimson light hits that that black wall of energy that was here, and it's kind of been slowly creeping in on you. Um, and it hits it, and it just like like sunlight on fucking fog. Um, you just see it sort of like burn away and push up and out, um, and. Uh, like, you hear another noise, uh, Seer, Odo, and I, uh, hear, like, this, yet another noise, like, just as what's left of his eyes, like, Nahartotep looks at this heart, um, and lets out this, this, like, noise, it's like a piercing, like, if a, it's, it's like the worst migraine you've ever had was a noise, um, <sighs> and it hits you, uh, and you feel this, uh, energy, like, but you, you see the energy hit the two gods, and like, like the nameless mother just sort of like you see, just like right before the energy hits her, she just kind of like lets go and like relaxes for the first time you've ever seen her <laughs> relax, like this reserved like posture as the light washes over them and washes over you. Uh, Seer, you were gonna do something. <laughs> Um, so I think, uh, we see Seer dive, uh, cut to, like, the outside of this, um, this energy starts blooming out from under the section of the city, um, and it, uh, pushes up and out, and, and kind of like a dome, so, like, this staticky rain is still, like, follow, falling in, in droves um it's just like a wash with it but as this like ball sphere like of energy like sort of pushes out over over the city like the rain is hitting that sphere and not but not penetrating past it as it's pushing up and out and as it starts hitting the clouds 
uh, they are just, like, being melted away as the like, it kind of, like, hits the clouds and then stops kind of becoming a sphere and sort of pushes up and pushes out, um, like, uh, where there was, like, lines and tendrils of static, like, running through all of these, like, rain clouds. There's, like, it's being, like, chased up and filled in with this, like, like, warm crimson sort of energy. Um, and, uh, the seer, we cut back to seer, uh, dive bombing, uh, the rock, (laughs) uh, at this point, um, and probably about, I don't know, six, 12 to six inches away from the rock. I'm going to need you to make a strength saving throw, Seer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oof. Um, buddy. Oh, no. Uh, so you get, like, you... F- oh, wait, that's... Well, it's plus four, but... Yeah. Yeah. Eleven's not... Not good. So, tell me what life looks like for Seer six months down the road. Um, so, I think the, the first thing of importance that he does after uh, the end of the world that wasn't um, is uh, he goes and collects his parents from the whatever city Odo sent them to, um, which is probably, uh, an adventure in its own right, because uh, they're probably not pleased. Right. Um. Uh, hey, son, why did you send us away? Also, why are there planets in the sky now? <laughs> Do those stay? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. Um, and uh, he and River and Wyatt probably get uh, an apartment somewhere um, and, and you know learn what it's like to be together when the world isn't ending right because that's an entirely new thing um <laughs> Uh, and, uh, a few months in, probably right around the six month mark, uh, Seer will, will propose to both Wyatt and River. Aww. Um, so, so like one year-ish out. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know how much, how much am I going into here, Brian? Go uh, go as deep as you want to. Okay. Um, this is this is your epilogue. You go for it. Go hard okay. or go home. Okay. Um, uh, uh, the three of them uh, have regular uh, dinners at Sears' parents' place. Eventually, Sears' parents come around to not being angry at their son for 
making them run away from their home and telling all of their friends that they were dead. (laughs) (laughs) I somehow have missed that whole point, that whole part for two years that Seer told everyone his parents were dead. Yeah, because he he closed up their farm and uh, and he he just told all the neighbors that they were dead so that they they wouldn't look for them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Not they moved. No. 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 Uh, <laughs> um and he Seer starts working with Seshmir um on getting Narash and Darkfeather investigations up and running. Um and when that business isn't you know, booming because it's it's a private investigation service. You don't always have work, right? Um, he probably goes and and gets back into wrestling, because um, you know he's he's Excuse still here. Completely legitimate underground fights. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and let's see. Uh, in my head, Wyatt. Uh, starts up maybe at Sears' suggestion, um, that kind of philanthropy slash business that Sears saw in that dream. Um, well, it gets him out of the house, because otherwise he's just yeah. going to fill the house with tiny little robots or something. Yeah, he's going to come home one day and it's just all drones. <laughs> yeah, look, honey, I made it better. <laughs> no. <laughs> This, dr- this drone makes toast. Why? Oh my god! Especially, especially Wyatt and Awakening just alone at home all day. Yeah, just it's just like all it's just all it's like if you had a, a tiny menagerie of Boston Dynamics in your living room. <laughs> um, but I think I think Sears suggests this kind of philanthropic endeavor of you know creating accessibility magical accessibility devices. Mm-hmm. Um. And and that gives you know Wyatt and Awakening something to do, um, and like Jared if he wants, uh, and I don't know what River does. I kind of feel like does River get involved with the new government that the Sands set up? Uh, I mean, probably in some capacity, um, because River was already sort of instrumental in like day to day minutia running of like. Sands as like a organization, so like they have skills. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so you know, um, I don't know what they. I don't know for sure what they do, but they. I could definitely, like, I uh, definitely see them getting involved in some way. They were already, in, you know, they were already pretty committed to being involved. So why not right. go with full tilt? Right. Um. That that's kind of the. The broader strokes, I guess. Good. Um, cool. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty solid, pretty solid time. Yeah. Um, I just want them to be happy, Brian, <laughs> and they can. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Oh, um, you 
feel yourself almost slowing down as you get to the rock. And you stop probably about two inches from the rock in full, like, Superman fucking punch forward mode. <laughs> and you're just, like, hovering in the air. And, like, Wyatt looks over to you, like, sweating, like, holding his hand out, like, Oh What the fuck were you doing? <laughs> This is why you take telekinesis. <laughs> um, is it a? Uh, is it? Is it not doing the thing? No, we did the thing. The thing's done. <laughs> um, did, did we all? Well, snap I was back? under the impression that it would continue to do the thing, and that you all were gonna die. Well, so, <laughs> um, the. So, so everybody, so the camera kind of pulls out of, like, Tessa coming to, Seshmir coming to, uh, uh, Cora coming to, I don't, I don't know why I forgot who else was touching this heart. I completely <laughs> spaced after those two names. Cora's um, <laughs> coming to, uh, Zero, however, is on the ground. So tell me how things are going for Seshmir one year down the road. Um, not horrible. Uh, he's uh, gotten uh, Seer trained up as uh, his partner for uh, Narash and Darkfeather investigations. Um, he's mostly been putting in his time trying to fulfill his uh, contract with Paylor and fix all the stuff that went wrong with the church and get it back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, more and more, he's been passing off the investigation duties to see her as time goes by. Okay. And so what's the, what, what is that church stuff looking like? Um, basically clearing out the, uh, latent influences of, uh, Lincoln and the keepers, um, trying to get them back on track, actually focused on, people and doing what they're supposed to be doing, being a church of light and healing and not, you know, Lincoln's left arm of destruction. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. Um, And so is it just, uh, like, is it just church things or, like, do you still have, like, is the church have a more direct relationship with the keepers or a less direct relationship with the keepers or what's uh, going on less there? Less direct. He is trying to, he's pretty adamant about cutting off all direct ties with the keepers. Um, Interesting. Interesting. And, and so he, he oh, also on, brings in mm-hmm. a lot of the, uh, the stuff he was trying to do with the church of the nameless mother with being out, you know, actually on the streets, helping people. And using the power and wealth of the church to make people's lives better. Good. Well, that's good to hear. What else is he up to? Um, behind the scenes, uh, he's uh, still with Wynn. Um, they've kept their relationship fairly low-key. Um, but he does a lot of uh, acting as her sounding board 
and someone to talk to who's not directly involved with the keepers while she tries to figure out what to do with the keepers. Right. <laughs> uh, and so, so what? What's like, uh, like Seshmir's personal time looking like when he's not churching it up or detectiving it up? Like, is it just to hang out with Win? Like, what's he, what's his like free time sort of deal? Um, any free time he has is spent with Win or you know out and about on the town. Um. He finally gets to go and, you know, do all the dancing he wanted to do earlier and never got to because, you know, end of the world stuff. <laughs> Listen, he, he, there was a lot of time between before the end of the world where he could have danced in. It's not just my fault. <laughs> uh, killer. So, so like, what, what, what else is up with him? Is there anything else going on? Um, one of the things he does once he gets kind of settled in the end of the world immediate repercussion shakes out as he tries to uh reconnect with Oren. Oh, how's that how's that turn out, you think? Uh a little rough at first. Yeah. Um but after, <laughs> you know, forcing Oren to talk to him every now and then, they've gotten to where they can actually have a chat and be in the same room again. That's good. Um, not the friendship they had, but they're at least cordial and Working you know, toward get things. together for breakfast or coffee every now and then. That's nice. I like that. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, I think that's it. Cool. So how's, how's Seshmir feeling about all these things? Um, it took him a long time to get over the whole end of the world stuff, and he's still a little... has bouts of guilt every now and then about his role in how things developed and how close everything got to ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, you know, still the, at least on the surface, the relatively chipper guy who tries to keep everything moving and in a positive direction. Good. Good. I'm glad. I am glad to hear that. Um, and, uh, I think, like, Zero's on the ground, uh, Zero's not breathing, um, Zero's eyes are closed, uh, kind of splayed out, uh, palms up, and I think on the palm where she was touching the heart, it's, like, burned black, right, from, like, the amount of energy that went through her palm, um, Mm -hmm. but slowly from, like, the fingertips towards, like, moving in toward the center, like, you see that blackness, um, pull into the center of her palm, uh, and then shift a little bit into, like, hues of green and, like, autumn oranges and browns, uh, and it ties itself into, like, a Celtic knot-looking sort of thing, and then starts creeping, like, further up like Zero's arm up under her shirt, um, and uh, you see it like creep over the back of her her other hand. Eventually, they're not like up onto her face or anything like that. Um, 
though, like zero, when you look later, you're going to be covered in like what looks like a giant Celtic not work tattoo. Um, so badass. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and zero, just like sharp in cake of like, <gasps> and you're I'll, alive. And I'm the, good. there's also, also, there's a huge crack running through the middle of this heart. Um, from where Zero was touching it. (laughs) So tell me what life looks like for Cora two years down the road. The biggest thing I imagine for Cora after all of this is just a very mundane life (laughs) very peaceful what does she get into so um my plan for her and how has always been since a little while ago and now i think i'm gonna run with it is um i want her to start a non-profit um Odo is welcome to be the secretary as they previously volunteered, but she's not going to force that on them. Um, she runs a nonprofit for um, prisoner rehabilitation. She's always been really big on not not judging people by a bad moment in their life and that we're not the ones who get to make that call, but instead trying to get them back into society instead of locked away. Cool. And so so she's not going to actively participate in government? I think she's done with government. Okay, interesting. I mean, I'm sure she's at some rallies every now and again, but it's probably very related to her work, like um, for like rights and stuff of that nature. I think she's kind of soured on politics after everything that went down. <laughs> That's fair. That is uh, entirely fair. Um, so, so what does she do? With, like, what do like free time, sort of like quiet moment activities, sort of look like with Coronado? Um. So I, I in my head believe that she was able to reconnect with her dad's they were able to figure out where they were kept and um, she was able to get them back into the city and back into her life. Um, so they, they're they a big part of her life now as well as um, hopefully Odo's family. Um, we touched on them a little bit, but they certainly would be invited. And um, I definitely see Odo and Cora settling down and just having a family and being just normal boring people okay and what does that family look like i'm picturing two kids um obviously they're adopted kids um i've got a little uh tabaxi child in mind um they're a cat, a little tortoiseshell cat with like half the face is peach and half is black. Very attractive looking cat. Um, and then I also picture that they have a an Aarakocra, a little songbird. And um, she's 
I think probably younger than the tabaxi. I guess at this point, the tabaxi would be what about like eight or ten, and the so the songbird is probably more like five or six. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when they got adopted. So. <laughs> Yeah, They're they, whatever they, age you say they are. <laughs> they clearly didn't adopt them at birth because, you know, this is only... we Did we state this is two years after? Um, yeah, it's two years, yeah. So, like, they didn't get the... They didn't adopt their kids from, like, when they were just born. But they've had them for probably pretty soon after all of this went down. They just tried to immediately settle into a normal life. And, like, within six months to a year had decided like we're gonna adopt some children seems good um so and do they like what's the chilling with everybody else sort of situation look like i i want cora to still be close to everyone else obviously i don't know what everyone else has said um but i feel like they've all kind of forged a bond at this point that like yeah they weren't necessarily the best of friends when we started but as time went on i mean they did kill god so yeah like <laughs> they've been some places that you don't usually go with your friends and if you went there with your friends you'd probably be pretty close with them afterwards so that, I, that's probably fair yeah i like like hosting dinners i i like the image of seeing them together and i hope they're still friends okay good the and so my cats are crawling on my desk now. <laughs> it's okay. Just take them off. <laughs> I'm going to physically move this one. And it's, of course, the heavier one. And then I'm going to move this lighter one. Okay, goodbye. Okay. Cats are gone. Okay. Um. So, like, how does how is Cora settling into this much more quiet, less action-packed life of hers? I think... In a way, it's what she's always wanted. Uh, Like, she definitely misses some of the drama, but I think she doesn't quite so much miss wondering if she's going to live constantly. (laughs) Uh, Okay. That's a big burden that she's gotten rid of. Uh, And so there's some of that, like, lust for wanting to do something exciting but also a mixture of like, yes, but excitement uh, to that degree comes with fearing for my life. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> Good. Solid. Is there anything else? I, ah, I'm detaching a cat from my chair. Um, I don't know. I... Mostly what I've pictured for their life is lots of peace and quiet uh, ever since that speech where Odo changed my mind completely about how this was going to go. Good job, Brian. You're welcome. gonna immediately go into medic mode i'm good i'm good <laughs> good good Whew. um that was fun guys let's never do that again no never yeah cora's like cora's got you sitting down and like taking your vitals <laughs> and stuff 
Like, no, no, stop jumping. <laughs> uh, and so the uh, light from the heart begins to fade out of this room, and now you guys are just, it feels like and sounds like you're just in a big cavernous space. Um, mm-hmm. And it just becomes, it initially starts to become pitch black, and then why it casts light. Uh, <laughs> and so you guys are just, like, sitting around this, like, tiny little orb of light um unless sashmir also casts light and then two tiny ca- orbs of light um <laughs> yeah <laughs> so tell me what tessa's life is looking like Five years down the road. So Tessa and I are doing the classic adventure thing outside of the city of Loom. Um, I think they're, they're wintering in Loom, but for the rest of the year, when it's not just too shitty to, to exist in the outdoors, they are wandering the countryside Writing wrongs, exploring, doing things like that. Cool. And so they don't, what does, when they're, I guess, like, my question is, like, when they're back in the city, when they're wintering in the city, what sort of things are they doing? Are they just um, nesting? Like, do they just get, like, a like a long-term rental sort of situation, or what? Um, I think that, I think that they're taking the time to visit with the friends, um, and be part of their lives. Um, also, um, hanging out with, um, I's mom, making sure that I's mom is taken care of. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that they're, I, I don't think that they're taking any kind of an active role in the running of the city. I think that that would be too much for Tessa. And, and that's why, she decided to to go and also why it makes sense for I to go with her because if if friends are in charge of the city now it doesn't make sense to be criminals in the city anymore (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I could probably find some sort of legitimate employment but uh this is this does sound a lot more fun um, yeah, yeah, and, so, and also it's just too many memories there, right? Right. And and I don't think that Tessa would be able to keep herself from trying to take charge of things. So right. she, so, so she's, she's out. taking herself out of the situation. Right. Right. Okay. And are they just kind of when they're roaming the countryside? Do they have like a circuit that they're hitting? Are they trying to like go to new places? Um, what is like, or are they, like, trying to, like, they don't leave outside of a certain, um, like, certain radius of loom? What's that looking like? Um, I think they're trying to go to new places. Um, I do think Because it's not like it's of- an undiscovered world outside of the city. It's just, like, loom's just, you know, the, the you know, New York slash shitty dystopian Wakanda of this world. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, right. Yeah, it's it's definitely not like undiscovered country. It's but it's definitely new to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they take jobs also, um, kind of like kind of like your your classic D and D group would do, um, but more like on the good guy side. Um, right, and a, and a decent amount of if we fix this situation, then we will get a we will get a reward and but it but fixing the situation is actually the right thing to do right right uh i also like the idea of the, in my head they just have like a weird travel vlog youtube page where it's just like oh fighting this this hydra this week guys <laughs> 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 do we have that technology now to where they can like <laughs> sure five years oh. out yeah sure <laughs> Right, so you guys can blog or something. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're Loom's first vloggers. <laughs> <laughs> That's I really like that. <laughs> they're like Toby eats, but with whacking undead. <laughs> right, just like Wyatt invents YouTube immediately. Tessa, <laughs> like, hey guys, it's me, Tessa from the posters. Uh. <laughs> also, people, if you if you haven't watched Tabi Eats on YouTube, it's these two sweet Japanese guys um, trying out food in Japan, and it's adorable. <laughs> um, cool. Is there anything else? Um, let's see. I I think they're happy. You know, I think that it's a situation that works for them. Um. I think it took a little doing on Tessa's part to convince I that it was a thing that they that that could work and that they should probably do. Um, but I think that as far as I like, neither of them really have. Well, I has a, a more usable skill set than Tessa does in the of new regime. Professional right. criminal, <laughs> right? But, but there's literally nothing that Tessa knows how to do. Except I mean, what she's been, yeah. I said I would assume I would also be at a little bit of loose ends what with not wanting to like fall in with organized crime now that she you know knows the people who are ostensibly like helping to run the city and or you know knows that these are people who are actively working toward a better city so it feels real shitty to be like well, I'm just going to rob folk now. Like, <laughs> right? like this, <laughs> I'm glad we saved the world, but I'm going to go stick this dude up for like for protection money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think <sighs> I think that that's something that probably would be difficult for I to go back to. Right. And and something that Tessa just wouldn't do, but she doesn't know how to do anything else. So it's like part way we have to do something to support ourselves and this is where our skills are. And also partway, there's just too many memories in that city. So Tessa needed to be someplace else. But I think that they're happy. I like the idea of like them walking down some kind of weird forest path, holding hands in their, in their armor, um, <laughs> you know, sharing a bedroll. I, I, I like right. that idea. It, it, it makes me smile. I do. I like that idea too. Yeah. Coming home for, for candle nights and spending <laughs> with, you know, Seer and Wyatt and River and mm-hmm. all that, all those folk. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. 
and like I think like Wyatt just like sinks down to the ground and like leans against the remnants of this heart and it's just like <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> um and then Odo runs over to Cora and like uh puts their arm around Cora as Cora's in doctor mode. Uh I goddamn near like Goldberg spears Tessa off Aww. like off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Baby, I love you so much. I love you too. Nobody oh had to die. Nobody had to die today. <laughs> Zero's whole life is just kind of a blur from here on out. So, tell me what things look like for Zero ten years down the road. Um, so I think that over the years, Zero has been doing, like, various whatever Timotophocles requires of her. Right, being, being the Feywild's personal fixer. Yeah, pretty much. I <laughs> think that, that sort of gives Zero a new purpose. Does she like her new job, or is it more begrudging? Or, um, I think not really begrudging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like, on the one hand, Zero doesn't necessarily like all of the fixing that she does, but the alternative was the entire fucking world ended. So yeah, it's easy to look on the bright side here. Yeah. It's like, hey, at least everyone I care about is still alive. Right. And it's Timotophocles is kind of a kind of a jerk, but they're not a uh like they're not like this mustache twirling villain either. <laughs> right. Um so like what what's Zero doing when she's like not like when she's not doing problems like what's her her like day-to-day um or like her free time i guess i think like free time uh she's helping like to try and like where the feywild occursions happened trying to help like clear that up and um helping people that might have lost stuff in like the the previous kerfuffle okay Sounds good. Just kind of like helping with like rebuilding right. efforts and stuff like that. Right. Um, is the wait ten years down the road? What what is the? I know the burning question is going to be what's the Radamore situation? Is this? Are we on Radamore like seven or? <laughs> yeah, I started to say I'm like rats don't live that long. Poor Radamores. <laughs> yeah. Poor Radamore is gone, sadly. Um, as much as I don't want him to be, but that's the realisticness. Um, I think that maybe there wasn't another Radamore because there can only be one Radamore. There can only be one Radamore. So does Zero not get any other pets? So she's just like, all right, this I had this one pet. I was good. I think probably with like the mixture of 
the helping people and then the fencing for our uh, fixing mm-hmm. for Timotophocles that there's not really time for a pet. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so I we discussed this somewhat. So Zero's like basically immortal now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much until Timotophocles <laughs> is done with her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so is it weird for? Is it weird for Zero to, like, continue just being more or less the same, uh, you know, that she, like, you know, appearance-wise? Obviously, she's changed mm-hmm. as a person, you know, as things go on. Right. Uh, but, you know, is it weird for her to, like, not change when, like, she's watching all these, like, all of her other friends, you know, sort of physically change, like, get older, do family stuff, that sort of thing? <sighs> I think it's a little unsettling for Zero, but at the same time, based on the fact that Zero was never a real person, it's kind of not super problematic. Because it's just like, oh, maybe this is normal for me. Right. Like, who knows what weird magic is actually doing this? Right. Um, um, and so, like, is... Is she still hanging out with everybody? Is she, or is she, like, more, she's gone all lone wolf? Like, what's that situation? Mm. That's a good question, because, like, I feel like that even though there were, there were a lot of attacks that are not really attacks, like, a lot of things that she did with the team that, she didn't really get super attached to anybody. Right. So I think maybe like she pops in from time to time to, to like be like, Hey guys, how's it going? But I don't think like really sticks around very much. Cause she doesn't really feel like she belongs there necessarily. Um, okay. That's fair. And I get—I guess I got like one final question. Uh, I get since you're the last of these these sort of epilogues, like, like, how zero? Like, is zero chill? Like, is she happy? Um, I think she's found peace with the Stanton thing. Mm-hmm. Like, has gotten through that. Izzy helped a lot with that. Um, and just kind of uh. kind of decided that hey I'm, I've got purpose now I'm doing these things for Timotophocles I'm helping out the community um, I'm okay good I'm glad speaking of Izzy mm-hmm. is Izzy still around I feel no. like uh, <laughs> Izzy didn't make it uh, okay. Izzy was powered by by uh, Tep. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's that's fair. We did, we did kill them. <laughs> yeah. And then the tap kept alive. Okay. <laughs> well, that would be one other thing that I think. I think because Zero had kind of like a weird uh, friendship with Izzy, like after, after everything would have. I know this isn't ten year thing, but yeah, that's fine. Um, would have gone back and like given Izzy a proper barrel. Oh, that's very nice. I like that. Right. Cool. Is there anything else? Um, I 
can't think of anything else other than Zero just being like, I have a weird ass tattoo, guys. It's a pretty dope tattoo. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Fuck, guys, we did it. We, should we do outros? Outros. I feel I feel like we should do outros. Yeah. On our final. So thank you, uh, listener, for being here for two fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long one season takes, apparently. <laughs> um I really appreciate everybody taking this journey with us. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, this was real good. Um, if you want to come cry on Twitter with me, uh, <laughs> hit us up at, at RoomwarePod. Uh, check out our Instagram, at RoomwarePod. Uh, our website, RoomwarePod.com. And if you want to, uh, if you want to pay for all of the, like, sad ice cream I'm going to be eating... Hit us up on Patreon, <laughs> roomwearepod.cash. Uh, with me, uh, as always, uh, play who played Seer, Danielle. Hi. Uh, we love all of you. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can yell at me on Twitter at redtailedhawk90. Uh, I tried real hard to kill Seer, guys. It didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, if you smacked your face into the rock, Cora was just going to bring you back like, are you fucking <laughs> uh, Playing Zero is Amber. Hey. Uh, so I didn't want anybody to die. And I was determined to not let that happen. Mm. <laughs> You did a real good job. I've never been so happy to have been played. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Playing Seshmir is Richard. I was also bloody determined to die. Um, But (laughs) good job, Amber. (laughs) Um, I'd also like to say a special thank you to all of our folks on Discord. Um, you bring us life. We could not have done this without you. True. And if you Thank want, you. if you actually want to, like, if you want to come into the Discord and talk about the episodes, or just hang out with some really, really cool people, uh, you can find the link to our Discord in the episode description. And uh, playing Cora uh, is uh, Anya. Hey. Uh, yeah, I played Cora. I didn't want her to die, so I was being selfish today. Um, <laughs> give my baby Damn a right. good life. We would all have revolted. True. Listen, yeah, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at aka Anya, and I don't really do much on there, so you can be bored by my Twitter. <laughs> and playing Tessa is Shannon. Hi. Um, ooh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> this has been really personal for me. So, thank you, everybody. Um. If you want to come cry with me on Twitter, I have a new Twitter. It's at Big Mom Energy. And <laughs> <laughs> please 
Please always say it crying. <laughs> I'm not so much, you know, mad. I'm disappointed. Um, so, <laughs> no, no, no. Just teasing. Um, like, I love everybody and thank you all so much. And I'm really looking forward to what we do in season two. Hell yeah. Woo. And I'm Brian. I GM this thing. I run our I run our Twitter, so if you're talking to us at Twitter, you're talking to me. Um, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We love Bye. you. Bye. <laughs>